Hello everyone, welcome to the very next episode of the TNT College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Wilson. Glad to be back on this morning. Hope everybody's doing well. Got another mini chat for you in my continued series. Of course, have to jump on and talk about the new college football playoff uh, format um, that has been for for now approved. You know the AC, the uh, the SEC and the Big Ten are going to be fighting this, but we shall see what comes from this. Um, the The format that has been approved is the five plus seven model. Um, five conference champions and then seven at large qualifiers would of course be the next seven in the rankings um, personally i feel like this is the best model um, you get the four power conference champions and then the best g5 conference champion from the rankings perspective i do feel that the g a g5 representative is necessary um, especially because for the model that we have now, uh, there's discussions to be had if there needs if if moving forward there will be a G5 playoff. I've talked about this uh, extensively. Um, the f- guys at Freire and Smith, their podcast, they they've done a great job talking about it um, from the Sun Belt's perspective and nationally. Those guys have done a great job talking about that. Um, it, it, hopefully, it's not something down the road that happens, but. Uh, Obviously, nobody signed up for that when they moved up from the FCS. It just becomes, at that point, if the G5 becomes its own thing, it's just a new one double A, basically. But nobody signed up for that, but it is a discussion that needs to be had. That's for sure. Um, Moving forward, it'll be really, really interesting to see how that all unfolds for the group of five conferences. But currently with the model that we have, the five plus seven, like I said, you get the four power conference champions. Obviously, that's that's a given. Um, and then that fifth uh, G5 best representative, basically every year it, it seems they're going to be the 12 seed. Um, what, that's just how it's going to be. I think we all understand that. Um, right or not. That's that's what it'll be. But looking looking at the format, you, you're going to have the first round games will be on campus, which is fantastic for the sport. Because if you think about an SEC team having to go up north to play in a playoff game in December, uh, I, I think we're all looking forward to that. Uh, because inevitably it will happen. Like It'll be really, really fun to see say Alabama have to go to Michigan in December um, just throwing throwing some names out there I think we all look forward to seeing something like that just because it's not something that those programs down south really ever have to deal with um, so it, it, it's really fun uh, just just imagine let's say I mean Michigan in December is can be ridiculously cold snow think if they have to go to Minnesota or Wisconsin or like it, it, it's it's a fun scenario to think about in that situation plus just having these games on campus can you imagine the environments that we will see for these games it, it will be unbelievable I know I know everybody all of us fans are really looking forward to that <clears throat> the interesting thing though is the setup for these games 
They've released the dates. December 20th and December 21st will be the first round, the two dates for the first round, which will be a Friday and Saturday. <clears throat> you got to you got to make these fit and work where you can. I mean, I understand it's it's all for TV. Um, and you you got to plug and play where you can and it, it, it's tough. Um, yes, we want these games on Saturdays, but you got to do what you got to do at some point. The quarterfinal games will be Jan December 31st and January 1st. Those will be at bowl destinations. They will be bowl games. Uh, the, the, the big name bowl games that we all know, the current New Year's Six model. The thing about that is those games are on Tuesday, Wednesday. However, it's New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, something we're used to from a college football perspective. So I personally... Don't have an. Normally, I would have an issue with these games being on a Tuesday and Wednesday, but because it's New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, the typical days for college football bowl games, we should all be used to that, and it really shouldn't be a concern, honestly. Then the semifinal games will be in uh, New Year's Six type bowl destinations, uh, January 9th and January 10th, which is a Thursday and Friday. Now, the reason that that happens is because the NFL wild card is that Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So now college football has to work that out with the NFL where you have to play these games on Thursday and Friday, which, which again, is not, it's not ideal because it's the middle middle of the week. Let's. I mean, not. You say Thursday, Friday. Obviously, it's work days. The Thursday, in particular, makes it tough for for fans. Um, but at the same time, I mean, we're all going to watch. We know we're all going to watch the fans that are, of the teams that are playing in the semifinals. They will be there. Everybody knows that. Um, so again, it's because of the NFL wild card taking place that Saturday, Sunday, Monday, that these games are Thursday, Friday. <clears throat> and then you look at the national championship. Again, it'll be on a Monday, January 20th. Um, the NFL divisional round games will be Saturday, January 18th, Sunday, January 19th. Then Monday, January 20th, you have the college football playoff national championship. So that stretch there between December 20th and January 20th, we have an unbelievable slate of football from a college football perspective with the 12-team playoff, then, of course, the NFL playoff, the NFL regular season ending, going into the playoffs. It, it, it's a fantastic stretch of football. And college football did, did the best they could when it came to those dates that were given to them to play these games. I know some people are going to complain about these games being on work days, but you got to do what you got to do. Um, the NFL playoffs are not going to take a back seat to college football. It, their perspective is not going to change when it comes to where where they align when it comes to college football. So the college football playoff has to just fit in where it can because the NFL is not changing. We all know that. Um, but again... The format is something I approve of for the time being. The interesting thing that I see in this is there's a scenario where Notre Dame could go undefeated 
and I'm not I'm not saying they will, but this is just a hypothetical scenario. Notre Dame goes undefeated. They are not in a conference. So therefore, Notre Dame cannot be one of the top four seeds because they are not a power conference champion. College football is basically telling Notre Dame here, you need to be you have to be in a conference. You have to be in a conference. That's what they're telling them. Because Notre Dame could could go undefeated, 12 and 0. We know they play a great schedule every year. And they would be the five seed at best. It, it, that that's crazy to think about in this scenario because of what Notre Dame is in the grand scheme of college football, what they mean to college football as a brand. It's crazy to think about that a 12 and 0 Notre Dame would be the five seed in this potential scenario because they will not be a power conference champion. So what that then tells me is Notre Dame has to join a conference. Uh, it, it's point blank. Point blank, they're going to have to. Uh, because I think we all agree that it's going to be very, very difficult for a team that plays in the first round to win a national championship. You have to play an extra game for one. And then not only do you have to play an extra game, it's the game... The, the games that you're playing in the quarterfinals, the semifinals, not only having to play an extra game, but then you have to play stout competition afterwards. It's going to be – you see that time and time again in, in other sports where it's, it's very, very difficult for teams to win when you have to play that extra game. Just off the top of my head, it's, Mar it's almost March Madness time. I live in the middle of Missouri Valley country, so I watch a lot of Missouri Valley Conference basketball. Nobody from the Missouri Valley Conference has ever played – that's played on Thursday, the first day of the tournament, has ever won the conference championship. Two teams have gone to Sunday and played in the championship game, but no one has ever won the conference championship, the conference tournament championship, playing that extra day. So you look at that, it, it is – it is very, very difficult when it comes to having to play that extra game. It, it Again, this, this is football, the most physical sport out there. The demands that it takes out on your body and, every, and your mind and everything else is going to be very, very difficult for Notre Dame play, having to play that extra game to get to the national championship and win a national championship. Again, in this scenario that I'm suggesting, which then also leads to, in a smaller scale, those that know me know that I cover the UConn Huskies. It means UConn and UMass, if they want to ha obviously have a shot in this 12-team uh, playoff, you need to be in a conference. So the, the new the new format and, and just the system as a whole is basically telling everyone that you have to be in a conference um, to, to be considered. And, and obviously, I think I'm not naive enough to say UConn or UMass is going to be considered in the 12-team playoff any time in the near future. I, I'm not naive enough to say that. I, I'm just saying the system that's in place is telling everybody that you need to be in a conference moving forward. Um, and, of course, the SEC and the Big Ten are already pushing back on this format because they want to be able to guarantee more of their teams make the playoff. Let's be honest. The majority of the teams that are going to make the playoffs 
are going to be from those two conferences anyways. I think everybody kind of understands that. You look at the top 15 every year, the majority of the teams in the top 15 are from the SEC and the Big Ten. I mean, let's, I mean, so I don't understand. I, I mean, I understand the pushback because you want to guarantee more of your teams getting in. But at the same time, realistically, realistically, your teams are going to get in. Like, right now, if you look on paper, Georgia and Ohio, Georgia from the SEC, Ohio State from the Big Ten are are the favorites just on paper. There's so much can change between now and the season, as we know. Um, but then you look down the line at other teams in those conferences. I mean, Alabama, Missouri. Uh, you can go down the line in the SEC. Ole Miss. I mean, there's going to be some really, really good teams in the SEC. There always is. Texas. I mean, there's four teams right there that could easily make the playoff next year. Then you go to the Big Ten. You got Oregon's going to be fantastic next year. Michigan is Michigan. Penn State, as much fun as I poke at Penn State, they still have a good program. There's going to Washington joining the conference, USC joining the conference. There's going to be many teams fighting for those spots. Yes, the Big 12 and the ACC are going to get the third and fourth seed, let's say, every year. Will there be another team from the Big 12 or the ACC that get in? Potentially, of course. I, I, <clears throat> it, it'll be really interesting to see how those conferences moving forward because the Big 12 with Arizona and Colorado, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Kansas, there's some, going to be some good teams in that league next year. The ACC it always has... Uh, especially top-heavy talent with it. Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina State is going to be unbelievable next year. I mean, there there's going to be plenty of teams vying for those spots from the Big 12 and ACC. Then, of course, you have Notre Dame that's going to be in there too. They're going to be fighting to get in. So, obviously, I understand why the Big 10 and SEC are pushing for more guaranteed invites. But at the same time, like, year in, year out, there's going to be three, four, five teams from the Big Ten SEC. Like, let's be honest. We kind of know that. It, it, it's going to be harder for the teams from the Big 12 and the ACC to get in. It will be. But at the same time, like, these teams are going to have opportunities to do it. The, the, like I, the scenario I suggested earlier with Notre Dame, I think is the more intriguing possibility because – if Notre Dame goes undefeated with the schedule that they play, they, they they have an argument to be the one seed, and they have no shot at doing it. So with the with with the setup of this model that that uh, that I think we all agree upon, the five plus seven model, like I said, teams have to join a conference. So look for Notre Dame, UConn, and UMass. And I know UMass, UConn are trying to get in or trying to get into new leagues. Notre Dame is going to be able to kind of pick where they want to go, where they get the most money. Um, but the way this is set up, that's what we're looking at. So hope you guys like this little discussion here. Uh, hopefully it sheds some light onto uh, the situation here with the dates that, that the games are going to be played during the NFL playoffs, the NFL regular season ending in the playoffs. Talking about the Notre Dame scenario and, and, and all that. 
Hope you enjoyed this conversation. Um, I know most of you, where you're listening on Spotify, please like, subscribe on there and uh, leave a five-star review. It's greatly appreciated. It helps the show get out to more people. Um, it's always appreciated. Feel free to follow me on Twitter X personally at Coach underscore B Will. Then, of course, the podcast account at TNT College Foot One. I'll talk to you next time. Everybody have a good night. God bless.